Yo, it's your boy, Courtney Anderson, a.k.a. Big C, one half of the Lit Cold Podcast with Edgar Jones. The podcast where the menu is short and sweet, but there's plenty for your mind to eat. Look, we're back at y'all with a brand new episode this week entitled, What's Going On? Shout out to the late, great Marvin Gaye, who had a hit song entitled, What's Going On? back in the day. It's kind of the same lane that we're traveling down in this week's episode. Now, we recorded this uh, three to four weeks ago. So some of the things that we're talking about have been happening for a while now. It's, it's not new news, but we did want to touch on it just a little bit. And we're talking about is uh, some of the mass shootings that went on a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we touch on the, the Young Thug and Gunner case, uh, racketeering charges. I mean, we just talk about uh, how stuff like that can be avoided, uh, the state of mind of, of our youth these days uh, some of the other people who are not youth but just hateful people man we kind of dive down that rabbit hole man and really just have a conversation about what's going on right now you know <laughs> as simple as I can put it we really just talk about what's going on today so we want y'all to strap in we want y'all to enjoy it we want y'all to evolve from it and this is Big C one half of the Big Cold Podcast with Edgar Jones we'll see y'all later peace Welcome to the Eat Cypher, flow hotter than the hands on Peter Piper, and now we would like to introduce you to your rivals, it's like Ali and Tyson, the hook is with the liking, show nothing Mr. Bison, Maximus and Leonidas, you were in the booth with Titans, goons, goblins, and Vikings, it ain't really nothing like us. Yo, welcome back, it's your boy Courtney Anderson, aka Big C, one half of the Lit Cold Podcast. With none other than Edgar Jones podcast with me. You're short and sweet, but there's plenty for your mind to eat. So we're back with a brand new episode. Right. And as I always, want to thank y'all for tuning in, whether it's through audio uh, or you watching it, getting the visual side of it, uh, either or if you're watching the whole thing a few seconds, or you know, even if you just want to see what kind of hat Big C wearing. What kind of t-shirt they're going to win? And then you cut it off. We thank y'all too. If you told anybody about it, asked anybody about it, you comment, you inbox us, you share it. Hey man, we appreciate you wholeheartedly. We got a lot of stuff coming up for y'all. We got some uh some workshops we're gonna try to kick off. Uh just a lot of stuff. We I, one thing I will say is that we back in full throttle because uh we're back in a position where we're ahead of y'all, right? So we we slacked off a little bit, but now, I mean, we we got two, three in the hole instead of firing off uh, on a weekly basis. So some of this stuff, some of the stuff we talk about will be old by, by the time y'all see it, but I'm sure it'll still be relevant. Uh, so today is a little different because we don't have a set topic in mind. And even when we do, usually, like the day before or 30 minutes before we get on, we'll ask each other what you're thinking about. We'll go with that topic. And that's why it's so organic. It's nothing scripted. We want to keep it that way. But it's just been a lot going on in the world, man. Uh, yeah. More, <laughs> you know, mass shootings. Uh, for me, for Egg and I got on, he mentioned the uh, Young Thug and Gunner situation. Uh with them being charged with with uh, these RICO charges, racketeering. Uh, it's basically 
uh, was a way for the government that that came about through the mob, the mafia days, right when they they had all these uh big bosses that they wanted to get, but La Costa Nostra, none of the <laughs> none of the underbosses gonna give none of them up. Uh, but they know these the ones you know arranging this stuff to happen and sending these hits out. So how do we get them? And they ended up coming out with the RICO laws and manipulating that so they can get everybody, right? So you can it's get- 1970. Yeah, that's, that's when it came about. So they can get everybody. Thank, the reason why this is important for some of our youngsters out there, I won't even, I won't name a name at all, but I see it on a broad scale, right? Uh, I came up, <clears throat> the guys we hung with, we called ourselves 80s babies, right? Cause we were born in the 80s. So naturally we 80s babies. Well, I grew up in the country, uh, but let's say we were known for uh, football. Basically, we played football. Was country boy. Courtney got dogs. They ride horses. Uh, it's basically me, Scat, uh, Nacho Woods, Tank, Pop, <clears throat> Pop the Top, right? Briggs, Aiders Babies. Let's say we got into some illegal activity, though, right? And we always hollering Aiders Babies, this Aiders Babies, that. And even it's only two or three of us doing some illegal stuff. And we putting it all out there on Front Street. And uh, I'm the one I always riding around with. And they see me with them all the time. And we always hollering this 80s baby stuff. Then they will automatically group you and call you a gang, right? <clears throat> uh, and unfortunately, they can take down everybody if you putting this illegal activity out there. I'm saying that because I see a lot of cats on social media now. Nothing wrong with, with calling yourself something. But let me just say this. <laughs> if you are dabbling in illegal activity at the time and uh, you're putting all that together, uh, let's see, whatever you want to call it. Let's, I'm going to take Raising Our Children Collectively. Rock this, rock that. I'm all CC Courtney. You all CC Edgar. Uh, it's five other cats that got all that in front of their name. Y'all on Facebook, Instagram, doing certain stuff. That, that ain't necessarily legal, flashing certain stuff that ain't necessarily legal. When they come see about y'all, they're gonna group y'all as a gang and then they're gonna hit y'all with Rico charges because they're gonna say whatever y'all doing, y'all doing it through gang activity. Uh, used to be when, when Elgin myself came up, Elgin, you can attest to this when I when I shut up. Uh, the cats who was doing illegal stuff didn't want nobody to know that that's what they do. Now it's like cool to see. It's it's a trendy thing to be. Uh, oh, I'm a D boy. He had a shirt on and say D boy. The hat say dope. Smell like a pine. You putting uh, letting everybody know you got it. This, then the third. It ain't. It really didn't used to be that way, but now it is. And uh, these people that want to see you down and want to take you off the streets. Uh, they let you make it for years, <clears throat> months, years. A lot of times they're just building a case. They're just watching you. I guess I'm saying I'll let to say uh, most of the stuff that they're getting people for now is stuff that they give them through social media. Uh, everything don't need to be put on front street. You don't need to really look around and wonder who got you, who told it. Most time you told it on yourself in so many ways because you're putting it out there. Uh, 
it ain't what you do, it's about how you do it, right? I'm not sitting here saying I condone any uh, illegal activity, but I'm not naive and I ain't an idiot. We come from a certain place and certain stuff come with that. Okay, cool. If you got to dabble in that lane to get to something else, I I get it. But you might want to do it a certain type of way. Don't be surprised when they when they do this. And a lot of times when they start grouping cats, you might be the cat that don't really get down with it. If you're not, that cat, I advise you to separate yourself from it. Eric and I both have friends from all walks of life. We got high friends in low places and low, low friends in high places, <laughs> right? We got them all over the place. Somewhere along the line, you got to know, know how to separate yourself from certain stuff. They don't mean you don't love them. They don't mean that you ain't cool with them. That ain't your boy or your girl or whatever. But a lot of times you got to know how to separate self, right? Especially when that ain't your lane. Get in your own lane, right? It's cool. Some people might talk about you. But when stuff go down and you ain't had nothing to do with it, you won't be in it, right? Uh, so that's going on. We got, we got mad shootings going on. There's a lot of stuff we can touch on. It's also Mental Health uh, Awareness Month. Uh, so we're going to hit y'all from a lot of different angles today. But that's what we're going to be talking about, just kind of the current events going on in the current state of things. And uh, we hope y'all enjoy. Pass it off to Mr. Jones. <clears throat> no, nah, man, appreciate it. Um... Yeah, thank y'all um, again for checking this episode and checking this podcast out. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. I will say my condolences to um, all the individuals um, that were impacted by the the, the, the individuals that were uh, gunned down in Buffalo, man. That was um, a tragic event, man. And just seeing pure evil on on, on our people. At the end of the day, on our people, um, it's just sad, man. You know, I, it's a tragic situation. You know, I say this. Um, I think there's something to say about um, if you really look at racism for real, man, and 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 like Jim Crow. Um, I mean, we still ain't too far removed from that, you know. Technically, we are the first of our outside of our parents to really be at a place in our lives like our age that that we wasn't impacted by it the way they were. You know what I'm saying? So it's a it's a tragic situation, man. What what you see happen in Buffalo? Um, it just shows you on how much evil is out there, and I've never. I don't, you know, I haven't been stupid to not think it ain't out there, you know, understanding it is out there. I think the hard part about all this stuff too, man, is that when you watch the news, uh, the news has a, a motive and an agenda. And I try to be careful about how much I look, look into it, how much I watch, because sometimes what it does is, man, it, it kind of starts to change your perception and how you put people in a box. You know what I'm saying? Especially when they have like, they're talking about this racism and, and what that shooting was geared towards and absolutely correct. 
So white guy came in the grocery store and basically shot all black people. Um, but with that being said too, man, I just gotta be careful how much I look into and how much I watch because I know at times it can, I catch myself, man, looking at somebody and based off the color of their skin, I assume, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even before I've had that conversation with them and had, had that conversation with, <clears throat> with them and chatted with them and talked with them. Um, I will say this, man, I think it's important for people to actually learn um, on how to defend and protect themselves as well. Yeah. I think that's definitely important. I mean, situational awareness, <clears throat> being able just to pay attention to your surroundings when you go in places um, and actually getting into, if you don't feel comfortable with it, I get it. Uh, but if it's something you actually look into getting into like firearms training, um, and just actually learning how to safely operate a weapon um, and being able to, if a situation happens, you ain't, you may not be in a position where you got the time to, to pick up the phone and call the police at that moment in time, right? Based off that situation. So I think there's something to say about being able to take it upon yourself to just learn how to defend yourself uh, just in case whatever that is on the other side that ain't that don't want to do no negotiating with you and don't want to be friends, you got to take it upon yourself to defend yourself or your family and your loved ones. Mm. I think situation awareness is definitely important too uh, because now we're so busy doing things and, and, and occupied on our phones that we sometimes can kind of miss what's going on around us. You know what I'm saying? But um, it's a tragic event, man. <clears throat> You know what I'm saying? Just is, dude. It is, man. There's, there's some people out there that, that purely just hate other people based off their beliefs or the color they skin. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, man. Um, but I know moving on, we talked about a young thug situation <clears throat> as well. And my only my only thing I say about that is, man, just being careful of. Uh, what you doing and who you with and who you running with. Um, and actually too, what you posting online, what you posting on social media. I think it is more easier than it ever has been to be an investigator <laughs> or, or <laughs> because like people post everything, you know? So if you sit back, you just watch their feed long enough, especially if they tagging somebody or their friend tag them. I mean, man, you could you could dive into a person's whole world and know every single thing about them to what time they ate breakfast, to what time they went to dinner, and actually location the place they went to, based off us just showing, you know, our day to day lives um, on social media. So I think there's something to say about just being <clears throat> careful about you what you post and being protected, protecting what you post as well. I mean. Being careful about what you post and making sure you're 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 taking other extra measurements uh, and protecting the things that you actually put up. What I mean by that, maybe your page needs to be private. Maybe there are certain things about your life that you probably shouldn't put up. You know what I'm saying? That way, because once you put it out there, man, you're giving people access into your world. Pretty much, that's what you're doing. So just being aware 
of 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 what you put up on social media. Um, because once you put it out there, man, now you've just given the whole world access to that. Um, and anybody can see it, you know, anybody can tap into it, especially on the law enforcement side. I mean, them boys got the whole playbook on how to get into access to any, anything you put up. So, uh, and then too, man, just the flashy side of social media, right? Like, It's funny we talked about this one now because I was we you just heard before we got on we was listening to a video about culture and now in today's culture everything's about the flash put the money up you know what I'm saying the change and uh, showing off on social media and you just gotta be careful what type of attention you're tracking with that you know what I'm saying what type of attention you're tracking with it Frank Lucas said it on American Gangster. The loudest one in the room is the softest one in the room. You know what I'm saying? I think there's something to say about, <clears throat> about that. And, and for me, people that I've been around that's had their own different uh, involvement in different things, <laughs> like, they, don't, they don't do too much talking. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they don't, they finally eat the radar. Even if it was cat, a couple cats I've been around that's had a boatload of money. That's like wealthy, 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 man. I mean, sometimes you wouldn't even know it, bro. They just, <laughs> just stealth mode. You know what I'm saying? Now, with that being said, there's nothing wrong with some alligator boots and some snakeskin <laughs> and some lizards. <laughs> hey, hey, man, it's all, hey. You treat yourself, man, go ahead and treat yourself, but just flying underneath the radar. I was watching a documentary yesterday. Um, and I usually don't watch it. Lately, I haven't been watching too many documentaries, but uh, uh, Stephen Headache Smith. I don't know if you know the story in that court, but he was involved in a, the 1994 Arizona State point shaving scandal. So at that time, Arizona State was a, um, a really good basketball team. And this kid, Stephen uh, Headache Smith, was he was a dog. I mean, you can see the, the documentary on Netflix. He was a dog on a basketball court. So it was a cat that was on campus that gambled a lot, right? Knew Stephen kind of liked and and was involved a little bit in, in, in gambling and, you know, kind of lived a little fast life. So he chatted with him about getting into some gambling. And before you know it, the cat that chatted with Steven reached out to one of his partners in Chicago and told him about, you know, that he had this young kid wrapped around his finger um, and he wanted to shave some points. So for the remainder of the end of the, pretty much the end of the season, this cat, Steven Smith, um, was shaving points, man. Like, Steven, Steven Smith, Steven Smith, Steven Smith. He was uh, shaving points. And the part that got me about it was, because basically what happened was every single time that he shaved the points, he would get $20,000 from the dude, right? Mm -hmm. But if he got the first 20, he said he spent it all. And then he got the next 20, and boy said he brought all, you know, this is 1990s, man. So, <laughs> And boy, so he went around shoes and jewelry and 
and brought brand new car. Had the Pioneer stereo system in it, dark tent. And as a, that that was actually the thing that tipped, uh, initially tipped like a reporter off or somebody on campus like, hey man, I think y'all need to take a, a look at this kid headache because he kind of flashy, you know? And then when, when that happened, it kind of triggered all these other events. So I was just sitting there thinking, man, I was like, dude, that's just, you know, back again to what we talked about, man, just in the day and age where everybody want to be seen. Um, just being, asking yourself the question, why am I putting this up? What, what, what's, what's, my, what's my outcome with this? And then two, what type of attention is, is this going to attract? You know, so yeah. Gotta go check it out, man. It was a documentary on Netflix. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I definitely check it out. I'm a I'm a documentary guy, so I, I do like documentaries. Uh, want to be seen, right? It's cool, but it comes along with with some it's exposure, right? Uh, so when we post stuff, like I said earlier, sometimes maybe it's certain stuff you shouldn't post. I don't post about personal stuff that I'm upset about. I don't post. When me and my wife have an argument, I don't post. Uh, when me and my mother have an argument, my sister, uh, I don't post everything because once you do, then that post becomes exposed. Once it becomes exposed, then everybody else has the right to judge it. Um, you might not want them to, or you might not think you want them to, but they do. You actually want somebody, you want them to judge it. You just think though, most people gonna be on your side with it, right? And then when they don't, now you get upset. Or we talk about the, the girl getting herself dialed up, right? And taking a picture, a profile picture. And, and maybe she don't get as many likes as she thought she ought to get on it. Here, us playing sports when we was younger. I see, I see NBA, NFL players get mad Every day, every week, somebody mad about something a reporter said. <clears throat> Once you choose to play the game, <laughs> you put that performance out there on, the, on the field or on the court, it's exposed to be ridiculed. It's exposed to be breaking down inch by inch. You got tape on it. Now, now more than ever, everybody's opinion is seen because everybody got social media. So anybody, like anybody that wants to right now can start them a Zoom, get them a mic, and start breaking down game film on people or people's life that they posted. <clears throat> I fuss. You, I got I got some close friends that when they post certain stuff on on Facebook, I fuss about it. <clears throat> I know they're using it as a way to vent, but what you're doing is venting to people that don't care about you. Maybe three or four on there do, but the rest of them, they're gonna chime in, and now. <clears throat> what you started gonna take on a bigger life than, than what you meant for it to be. Cause all these people chiming in back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, right? Now it's muddied again, not a water muddy. You telling too many people in it and you now you're more confused than you was when you first posted it, right? Just aside from, from uh, law enforcement, right? Cause they had their own pages. I'm gonna say that by law enforcement. The, the policemen have personal pages and now each department literally has its own Facebook page. So 
They don't have to add you as a friend. They can go follow you. Now it's a balance, right? Because I said all that earlier about people wearing certain stuff and D-boy, this, this, this hat say gas on it, right? Most of us, uh, <laughs> most of us from where we're from in certain lanes, we know what that what that's talking about, right? Uh, but guess what? Courtney ain't doing nothing illegal. And I, I really do make money off gas now. So I saw the hat, I thought it was, hey, it's pretty cool. And it matched my cat logo, right? <laughs> but I really, you know, <clears throat> I make money off gas too, natural gas. It ain't the kind of gas we we know this to be about. But law enforcement could see me with this on and take it the wrong way, right? And they can automatically try to pinhole me and say, well, he's that type of guy. Cool. I expect it already. We know where we at. We know where we live at. We know how it is on us. That's straight. But guess what Courtney ain't doing? Nothing illegal. So y'all come over here and waste y'all time. And if you get a little too, uh, <laughs> if you waste a little too much and waste mine a little too long, then uh, I can pay an attorney to see about you. That's life, right? I know we we come from, Edgar mentioned the word culture earlier. I don't even know if we if we know what our culture is anymore because the culture got taught to us. But the stuff they call the culture is 90% detrimental. Get high. <clears throat> Hot girl summer. Dudes, you supposed to pimp on all the girls, right? Uh, uh, throat baby. Go have all this unprotected sex. Make you some little ones. Don't take care of them. Be a shooter. That's part of that's part of the culture, right? You, I'm a shooter. I got it. Extendo this, extendo that. That's what the culture's turned into now. Niggas, you it, did you just it, say throat baby? Throat baby, yeah. That's the we used to have uh let me fix this. We used to have uh <clears throat> RB songs back in the day. We was talking about that same kind of stuff, but it was just said a different type of way, right? It wasn't uh <laughs> it wasn't so out there in front like that. But now that's cool. You know, the couple girls that, that did that back in the day, they was kind of shy about it. Now that's front center. Like, that's what they, <laughs> you ain't you ain't seen it? Throat God, that's what they call this now. Like, that's just cool. Oh, just boy, put that, yeah, put that out there on front street. Throat God, but then again, when you, once you exposed it and you ran up talking about it, I done seen it a hundred times. They'll post something like that. And then, you know, dude gonna get on there and ask about that. They'll go off on him, though. But why? You exposed it. That's what I'm talking about. Everything, if that's what you do that's in your wheelhouse, great. Do you need to put it out there for everybody? No. I only talk to, uh, it's very few people I talk to about stuff I'm going through or any problems I may have. Uh, yeah, we, we talked about this. This is a subject that we're going to make content on, right? <clears throat> Pillars. Your pillars, right? It ain't 500 pillars on the bridge. Like long bridges on about six to eight of them. Evenly distributed out, right? Holding the weight up. Everybody pay attention to the bridge though. Bridge to pretty part, the street going across the top of, nobody really worry about the pillars. I only have a few pillars. Everybody should only have a few pillars that's gonna be holding you up, supporting you and all this because they really rated to do that, right? They really been, you not already tested them out because those pillars that go on the bridge got to go through extreme tests, right? Got to make sure they can hold up under this amount of pressure. Got to make sure they got this type of coating on them so they won't erode, 
right? They got to make sure uh, they got this much bending capability. They've been tested already before that bridge is ever put in service. You should only have a few pillars in your life that you're sharing certain stuff with. But when you share it on social media, you're just throwing it out there. Would you would you drive on a bridge that you ain't know if you ain't think it was that the, army, the, the core engineers that cleared it? Would you would you would you be willing to drive across there? Like, hey, you know, you you drive a big old truck, Elgin. So you get out there and see this old shaky bridge like they have on the movies. Uh <laughs> this they strung out across a mountain and it's it's wobbly and, and the current going through down the bottom, and, and the dude out there telling you, hey man, you drive on across, it's okay. <laughs> you ain't gonna drive across that. The people you exposing yourself to on, on social media, they not pillars, they hadn't been tested. So now that's what you're doing. You sending your life, important parts of your life and stuff that's, that's traumatic to you, you send it on out there across that bridge that you don't know, you ain't got no idea what kind of pillars on that bridge. There's any old body out there, <clears throat> right? That's a dangerous game we play. Uh, I would just be careful about, like Edgar said earlier, I'd be careful about what I put out there for everybody. Ain't nothing wrong with looking good. Ain't nothing wrong with doing your thing. But if you are doing certain things that are against the law, it's probably best to kind of cool it out for a little bit until you get to your thing that they can't say nothing to you about. At that point, Balls to the wall, ball out. Do what you gotta do. Ain't nobody like like uh with these guys with Young Thug and them. They they got into this music game, right? But you taking young guys ain't no different from NFL, NBA. You taking young guys that come from a certain lane and you giving them a bunch of money. And everybody's easy to say, man, why they were still doing this and why they were still doing that. They really from that. They ain't far removed from that at all. All you did was gave them a bunch of money to amplify, right? So they now, <clears throat> I have I've never really been a huge Young Thug fan musically, but I bought his last project, and I bought his last project because I watched his recent Breakfast Club interview, and that interview versus interviews he'd done in the past, I see the young man and grew a bunch. Acknowledged that a lot of stuff he did was stupid. Maybe he was living a little too reckless at one point. The problem was when, when the feds involved in your life, they might've been tracking you from six years ago. So even though you'd have made this change now, you trending this way, they was after you about stuff that you had done in the past anyway. And some stuff you was doing currently, but that's what they was tracking you from. Uh, also, I think it's, 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 it's good to know that the more you move up in this world, the more eyes going to be on you anyway. Aside from social media, posting and stuff, it's just more people going to pay attention to you, right? Especially from our communities. Uh, now, we got a lot, of, a lot of Black people doing a lot of great things now, way more so than it ever has been. But it's still an anomaly, right? You still... You still the odds still one in every hundred probably that's gonna make a certain amount of money. Or it might be, it's probably worse than that. I'm just saying off the top of my head. But you still something to look at, like, dang man, he uh he done his thing, man. He he really doing it. So 
now you bear the burden of holding this torch. And that's a lot. That's pressure on you, right? Because you can't really make the same mistakes you used to make. And people say that all the time, like, man, you know, that ain't fair that they, they holding him to that standard. It is fair, though, because you really do have more to lose. You know what I'm saying? So you can't. It's not safe for you to, to react the same way you used to react. It's not safe for you to do some of the things you used to do, be some of the places you used to be. You got to evolve. And the culture would tell you once you evolve and you're not in these places, you're not doing this stuff no more because I done made millions of dollars and I moved my mom out the hood and my and I started these business and I got my partners doing this and they doing good now. The culture will tell you a sellout. And then part of you, pride, ego will tell you, no, I'm still that guy. I, I still, I can still do this and do that. And then you get caught up in some stuff you should never have no business getting caught up in because you're trying to please the culture. The culture that they talking about that they made now, damn it. I don't, I don't know what that cut what culture is that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> is it is it the culture telling you, hey man, wrap your way out the hood? become a multi-millionaire and get killed on YouTube, right? Or, or make your way up there and tell everybody, go get high on, on Miley, heroin, and all kind of hard drugs and be depressed all the time. <clears throat> or go spend all your money on stuff you really can't afford. Or shoot your homeboy. Or it ain't your homeboy because he stay across the street, so he a op. Or is it telling 13, 14 year old kids, hey man, go to school with 20 sticks in your backpack? That culture, I ain't really with it. So I'm saying, I'm basically saying, damn the culture. If that's what it is, you know what I'm saying? It ain't that. Show me the positive side of it. Well, it kept getting money now. You could be an influence. You could. The flips, the, the problem is the rappers, right? <clears throat> Y'all eyes is crazy. Only like 0.2% of the people who play football or basketball in high school will ever make it professionally. Then it's a short percentage of the collegiate ones that's going to make it professionally. And then it's a short percent of the ones who are going to make it past three years professionally. Right? But it's way more people trying to be rappers now. And only a very, very, very slim few going to ever make it to where they're making millions of dollars off of. But all of them following this same pattern. Be shooters, be involved in all this illegal stuff, put it out on Front Street. So what you got to realize is out of every 200,000 of y'all, one of y'all going to make it to do it. So if y'all still involved in this activity, though, that you're trying to impress the culture with, guess what most of y'all going? To jail or you're going to end up dying, Right? on your way to trying to do this. And number one or two of y'all gonna make it. So you might want to do something different. The culture lying to you, <laughs> you gonna, it's, it's, already a, it's already a blueprint put out there for us. <clears throat> Dirk, one of the biggest. Young boy, one of the biggest right now. Little baby, one of the biggest. Go check out their crew. Check out how many people, since they didn't start making their ascension, have died and went to jail in their crew. Check out how many times they didn't actually went to jail. But the difference between them and the 14-year-old is out there trying to stand like young boy and he got the, all these sticks on him and he willing to shoot and do all this is they multi-millionaire. You go to jail, 
Your grandma got to call your uncle, three, four of your cousins to try to get you out on a $20,000 bond. It means you just need $2,000 to get out. But y'all ain't got enough, right? They can afford the best lawyer ever. You're going to get a public defender, right? Young boy get two years and, and three years on supervised house arrest. You're going to get 20 for the culture, right? So... <clears throat> I would advise all of us to, to try to figure out uh, <laughs> something else to base our culture off of, right? I said, uh, I shouted out a few guys the other day, uh, Edmund Harris, uh, Boogie Wilson, or the Christian Wilson, and Sean Darius Watkins. Uh, all three of those boys went to McNeese State out of Raver. All of them graduated together. They played Alpha together. Anything they got going on to this day, they supporting each other. <clears throat> Young guys, right? They'll never go viral though for doing nothing like that. But let one of our little cats from Raven go shoot something up. Or and they catch it on film or something. I bet they go viral. Cause that's the culture. <laughs> the other stuff just I don't know what what, what booging them doing. That was just some regular. Right, they, they all right, but let's pay attention to this. I think we gotta shift the attention to what the culture should really be about. Right, black excellence. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with being a rapper, making it in music. Cool, do it a certain type of way, right? And then have a music, you need producers. So you need people that make beats. You need engineers that know how to go in and put the music together. Somebody needs to sell some t-shirts, right? Uh, everybody ain't gotta be the shooter, but you can be. You can go get, Elka just told you, there's ways to go get licensed, start you a business, to have your security company and you go secure this man, how you supposed to secure him? If you, if you dabble in the, uh, what's the name? Like it's cannabis shops uh, popping up all over the place. Figure out how to get certified, figure out how to get your license to do that. If that's what you want to do, make that the culture though, make it that way. Why our culture gotta be all illegal stuff or stupid stuff, you know what I'm saying? That's just, to me, that's like we, we, uh, we got tricked. Right, and then we just steady eating off. We know we get tripped. We just steady feeding into it, and the age group is getting younger. Fathers out of the house, you taking 11, 12, 13, 14 year olds, and you feeding them all this stuff, and they thinking that's what they're supposed to be doing. It's easy to to trick their minds. Easy, and then once they once they gone, they gone. You can't. My uncle. Ran a funeral home for 40 years before he passed. His son, his daughters, they still running. All the people I never seen them bear, I ain't never seen nobody come back in all these years. You can't get them back out of there. And when the judge give them their time, they gonna do their time. We had to, we had to sit <clears throat> 17 and a half years before our cousin got out. Off something he did. And the crazy part about it is, Edgar, you know this. A lot of people glorify what he did. Like, boy, your cousin uh, trunk something and do this and do that. And part of us, part of me was proud of it for a minute till I thought about it. Like, but he been gone 17 and a half years. That really ain't, ain't cool. It was kind of crazy. He, he crashed out. You see what I'm saying? That's a long time to be gone for one night. You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> so a lot of the stuff we, we talked, I always go back to, to saying uh, 
a cat, you could be in a in a cracking contest with a cat, and he'll say, "Man, shut up! You a smart dude anyway." And everybody will laugh. Ah, he's smart. Like there was something wrong in our community. You make good grades. You know what I'm saying? They don't go with the culture. We supposed to be bad and get kicked out. You say yes, sir, and, and yes, ma'am. You're a square. Right? So being respectful, something wrong with that. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? That's the kind of stuff we was taught. All of us have been victim of. I done done a lot of stupid stuff in my life, thinking that's how it was supposed to be. That's cool. That's part of the culture. Just take a little minute and think, man. And if you want them catches pushing that to the youngsters, and take you a good long look in the mirror, man, and really ask yourself what kind of road you're leading them down. Especially when you know where it leads, you know the consequences. I know it's a it's a big ass, it's a cliff over there. I'm gonna tell them, hey man, get this, got this shiny new sports car for you. I want you to try it out. Go that way, hit the gas as hard as you can. Don't worry about slowing down, just go. And I know it's a cliff over there. I know what's about to happen. And you send them out the end of it. That's not what has they helping us grow as a people. Where the culture gonna go from there if if all this generation driving off cliffs? Won't be none. Well, I digress. My throat getting dry. I just damn that culture stuff. I say that <laughs> if, if, if that's what it is, I don't want it. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? If that's the culture that we're supposed to represent, I'd rather represent something else. Well, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I'll say this before I, I kind of address what you're talking about, kind of digressing and going back for a second. The name of that podcast, I mean, I'm sorry, the name of that, that TV show on Netflix, um, it is called, give me a second, Bad Sport. That's the name of it. Bad Sport is the name of the podcast and it was talking about the, I mean, the name of the TV show where the cat was, was basically shaving points at uh, Arizona State. And then the other thing I wanted to say too, is I know I mentioned as well, like if you're considering, you know, getting your conceal, uh, conceal to carry uh, because you want to protect your loved ones, protect yourself, and you want to look into training and getting your uh, concealed carry. Also make sure you get insurance too. Uh, that's one thing a lot of times uh, that we don't know about for just a lack of information. I actually didn't know about this until a couple of years ago. Just like you got insurance on your car, you got insurance on your house, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you can actually get insurance uh, when you're carrying as well. Just you are, just so happen you are in the event as something happens, um, man, these insurance, the insurance that you get then typically cover like your court cost uh, and other type of uh, things that may pop up just by you having insurance. And I mean, some of these insurances stem from $9 to $10 a month. You know what I'm saying? So if you looking to get into actually uh, concealed carry or getting, want to look more into uh, learning more about firearms, and you do end up getting your license, make sure you're also looking to get insurance as well. Uh, kind of direct and going back to the culture, man. 
I heard somebody say this last week. I had a chance to go to um, like a little leadership type conference. And it was only it was only one day, wasn't even like two or three days. It was actually just one day. But it was for about four or five hours. And one of the speakers said that um, actions with no values is a nightmare. You know what I'm saying? I think that's <clears throat> if the actions that I'm putting into place, they ain't driven by no values and they ain't no, there's no nothing to keep me in my box from doing what I, you know, or giving me that, 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 that voice that I need to say, all right, man, I probably shouldn't do this. You know what I'm saying? I think there's something to say about being able to get back to values, man. You know, values as a community, values uh, in our house, because it does start in the house. Um, and being able to just instill those values inside our kids and make sure that we're, as we as adults are living those values out as well. Now, even though when you're giving your kids those values, at times, man, they still gonna get out there and do foolishness. But to me, man, values really can guide a lot of your decision making. It can guide a lot of your decision making and decisions that, that you end up making. So, um, and we've lost that, man. We've lost that. You know what I'm saying? We've gotten away from that. So values are extremely important, man. I, you know, giving back as, as, like I said, as a culture do, living our values out as people, living our values out um, and letting our values guide our decision-making. You know what I'm saying? And it's not saying you won't make, you know, crazy decisions, but I think there'll be a little bit more thinking behind the action that you actually gonna put into place because you got your values lined up in front of you. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's, it's uh. We got good and bad sides. I said this before. Uh, thank you, born with both. I don't think you born both. We are. We know we born with both. You take something from a baby that's three weeks old. They'll cry. They'll try to scratch you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they, you do something they like, they'll smile at you, right? Just that alone lets you know. Nobody's taught them what smile means. Nobody taught them what laugh means. Nobody taught them what anger. Or, or sadness is, or, or happiness, or joy. They don't know that yet. We born with it. There's one thing I know from personal experience, and Edgar does too. The dark side, stuff you don't supposed to do, always seems a lot more fun, and it's always a lot easier to do than the stuff you're supposed to be doing. Part of our whole life coming up is figuring out how to have the discipline to the right side of things, because we, we said this before, you discipline. Everybody, I was talking about I'm disciplined, I'm disciplined. You, know, you can be disciplined in the wrong stuff just as well as you discipline in the right stuff, right? So you, part of our journey is finding out how to subdue this side. And it's a place for it, but how do I manage this side and let this side lead, right? The light, we like to say light and darkness, Yin yang, good, evil, God, devil, right? I think both of us born with those engines, we got access to both. There's one thing about feeding that dark side. 
Once you feed it, it runs wild. You see people, these farmers spend millions of dollars trying to plant a crop. Don't spend $1 on the weed. The weed's gonna be out there, people know way before they crop ever people. And he's gonna have to spend some more money to keep the weeds down. So if he don't, they'll go choke the whole field out. Vines run wild. You know what I'm saying? That's just how it goes. Uh, Audra too. Feed me, Seymour. The more you feed him, bigger he gonna get. <clears throat> that's how that go. What what has happened is that's what has happened with our culture. We've been we've been tricked into thinking that that other side is the side we need to go to. And I'm telling you, when you feed it, it's gonna run wild. Just not in the culture, but everyday life in yourself. If you feed it, yeah, it's gonna run wild, man. Everything. It's gonna run wild, man. Eric and I have been talking about the Gremlins moving for a week, right? Three rules. <laughs> Three rules. They gave it to you. The first rule was the rule to teach you how to beat it. Don't expose it to light. And I, in darkness, the only thing that can interrupt darkness, darkness is light. Only way darkness can be defeated is light. So if you want to beat this stuff, this dark side, make a habit of exposing it to light, right? That's how I'm taking it. Ed can give you his, his take on it in a few. Second rule, <clears throat> do not pour water on it, <laughs> right? Y'all remember the movie Gremlins. When they get wet, they start popping other Gremlins off their backs at an alarming rate. I just told y'all, you fertilize that dark side, it's going to grow wild, <laughs> just like the Gremlins. Pour water on it. Water is fertilized the most stuff. You need plants need water to end up growing. So you pour some water on that dark side and watch what happens. It's gonna go crazy. Third rule, do not feed it after midnight. All right. I take that to mean you hear people, people in uh couples, they say hey, don't go to don't go to bed mad at your spouse, right? Because at nighttime, when you're asleep, your thoughts you don't have control over. <clears throat> The other you is not a, a not awake. You you you're operating in a whole different realm at that point, to where this human side of us don't have control no more. So if you go to sleep with that dark thought, it's gonna materialize. <laughs> the whole night is gonna grow. Normally, when I go to bed mad, I wake up mad. I wake up mad. I start my day mad. Now if something little happens, mad me, dark me in control. He driving the car. So now the way normal couldn't would react, I ain't gonna react that way. Cause I fed it after midnight, <laughs> right? I, I sit up there and I fed it when it was time to go to sleep and that, that backfired on me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's what I'm saying about all this, right? If you wanna beat your dark side, make a hat, everything's gotta be habitual. We get in the habit of doing everything else. You get up in the morning, you know you're gonna go in there and brush your teeth and wash your face, I hope, right? Get your hygiene together, right? Come out. Some people make the bed up, some don't, but you're gonna get dressed, right? Underwear first. You got your socks and all that that you're putting on, right? Then you're gonna get in your clothes, put shoes on last, right? <clears throat> Maybe if it's cold outside, you warm your vehicle up. You might grab you some coffee, it's a habit you done form. Now, you, yeah, it's gonna form a habit whether you intending to do it or not. <clears throat> but you should intentionally form a habit of feeding your feeding the light, right? You get up in the morning, 
most people tell you the first thing you need to do is, is give reverence, right? Thank whatever it is you believe in for seeing fit to keep you on this side of things. I'm gonna lie, all right? It's a mirror right by, right by my bed. When I get up, I gotta stand up and look in it, right? <clears throat> I tell myself something good about myself every day, man. <laughs> We're about to knock the day out the park. Gone in there, brush my teeth, wash my face. I might already have the phone on Richard Pryor in the morning because I need to start off laughing, right? We're gonna make this, we're gonna make this a funny day. Laughter actually releases certain endorphins where you won't take things so serious. Nine times out of 10, the stuff we get so mad about and be ready to lose it all about really don't be that serious. Start your day off with some laughter, right? And I ended the same way with some laughter. But on from that, I come out the bathroom, I make the bed up first. I didn't used to do that, uh, but I started doing that because that makes me start my day getting stuff in order. Anything I messed up, because I had to mess it up. Some stuff we got to get messed to get to where we're going. Had to mess it up to get some sleep. Now I'm going to correct it, fix it back up, get it ready for when I come back later. And it's aesthetically pleasing to the eye. Everything in order before I leave out, right? So that lets me know anything that might get out of order today, I got the ability to clean it up, straighten it back out, right? <clears throat> get in the truck, turn on some easy listening, or I keep listening to some uh, to some funny stuff, or I start listening to podcasts, motivational stuff, <clears throat> the lane we in here now, you know what I'm saying? On my drive, that's what I do. So by the time I get out and got to interact with any, other, any person, because we know that we all separate entities, I'm in a pretty good space, right? So if they come at me a certain kind of way or they got some stuff with them, nine times out of 10, I'm gonna offset it. Cause I already, I done made a habit of saying, I'm gonna have a good day. <clears throat> I'm this, I'm that, and hey, you a bad boy. Whatever you come up on today, you are gonna conquer it. So I'm already preparing myself for it, but you gotta make it a habit. So you get in the habit of being in the funk, uh, Ben, I know about to say nothing to me today. I hate Mondays. Get in the habit of saying it. You'll never like a Monday. It could be the best Monday ever. Your mind won't let you experience it, though, because you got in the habit of telling yourself you hate them already. <clears throat> so be careful what you make making habits of. But one thing for damn sure is you better not fertilize that dark side. Do not pour water on that gremlin, Jack. Because <laughs> if you do, it's a long way back from trying to clean up all this stuff that, that then got out of whack. Think about, think about it, who did it look like was having more fun? Gizmo or Stripe? Oh, Stripe. Stripe, Stripe was had, having a blast. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, if I had to pick, I'm a little kid. I, mean, I want to be like Stripe. Damn, Gizmo sitting in here in a box, clothes over his head and stuff. He don't do nothing but eat corn. Man, Stripe at the bar. Stripe yeah. got the fine girl grimly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? down, boy. Stripe got goons. Stripe the man. I want to be like Stripe. <clears throat> Stripe was destructive. That's what Stripe was. And that's exactly what our dark sides are. <clears throat> they can be very, very destructive. Right? And they can, the stuff that, 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 uh, old Giz, the Gizmo side of you trying to build, Stripe will tear all that shit up <laughs> in, a, in a heartbeat. <laughs> and it's crazy thing about it. Hey, crazy thing about that movie is, Man, it's funny because old school movies, there's a lot of life lessons in, the, in these old school movies, man. Yep. Now that I sit back and I go back and watch, 
that you could take and just apply it to life or, or, or asking yourself the question, like, how is this relevant to my life now? And the funny thing about Gremlins is uh, the owner, Mr. Wing, he didn't want to sell Gizmo to the dude that wanted to buy Gizmo for his son. Actually, the grandson was the one that actually stole Gizmo and brought it out to uh, to the uh, father and was like, hey, this is three rules, man. Do not expose the Mongo to light, <laughs> especially sunlight, which will kill it. Do not let it come in contact with water and above all, never feed it after midnight. That last one, never feed out the midnight. <laughs> it, I, I can think about my grandma and old people used to say, hey, don't nothing good happen after 11. <laughs> don't nothing good happen after 12. <laughs> you know, like, back to your point you saying, man, just be careful what you're feeding. Um, man, and, and the same thing I'm saying to y'all, like, I know I, Courtney think the same way as what he just talked about it, man. Like, I, I definitely gotta be careful with my feeder, man, because my psh, three seconds will take me down a whole <laughs> five-minute memory lane, man. Seriously, dude. Yeah. You know, say that based off what I'm feeding. So just being careful of what you're feeding, the information, again, the information that you're taking in and asking yourself the question, this information that I'm taking in right now, how is this helping me? How is this helping me be a better person? How is this helping me? with my impact on my loved ones, my friend, my family, my friends, my kids, asking yourself that question. Man, when you ask yourself questions, <laughs> when you asking yourself questions, it's a lot of power in doing it because even if you don't have <laughs> the answer to that question that you asking yourself, you basically have started the process of now I got to try to find this answer. You know what I'm saying? Now you know that's on the back of your shoulder, on your shoulder now, like I need to look for this answer. Sometimes I know for me, sometimes I'd ask myself questions because I ain't want to think about it because I probably didn't even know what the answer was. And there was a fear in me not knowing that answer. And I didn't want to search because of the, of, of the unknown or, or maybe what I was going to discover when the answer came up. So, um, yeah, man, just being careful through the information you're taking in. If yeah, you expose this, it to light, it's gonna die. It's gonna die. <laughs> Find you some light. That's all you gotta Which do. Kill it. <laughs> Not let it come in contact with water and above all, never feed it out the midnight. Mm -mm. That's where most of, most of the crazy stuff that happened. It happened under the, under the guise of darkness because you you feel like can't nobody see it, and and your dark side he got darkness around him. He like, hey, it's time for me to come out and play. So do not feed him after midnight, Jack, because it's gonna get rough on you. You know what I'm saying? This this a disclaimer. We're never telling you this stuff. Once we once we formulate these ideas. <clears throat> I can tell you, I can speak for Elga on this. We automatically, before we ever said to y'all, applied directly to us. So like Elga just, when he go to giggling like that and, and he thinking about, man, two, three seconds can lead me down five. We talking about us. We yeah, just sharing right. it with y'all, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, 
what happened with Courtney fed his dark side, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, I made these habits up because even I, anybody out there who, because man, I ain't gonna lie, people tell me great things about Courtney, boy, all the time. Y'all do, I love all y'all. But a, a lot of y'all know Courtney, other Courtney too. Big C, whatever you, fluff. A lot of y'all know my other side, right? <laughs> it's just only a few of y'all, but a lot of y'all know it. Courtney telling y'all what he had to do for all this to exist now. Like, that's the kind of stuff I, this this is the stuff Egg and I do or have done to get ourselves out of the holes we win or to uh, keep ourselves at peace day by day right now. This ain't nothing we, we, we didn't start this because we feel like, hey, man, I, I watched everybody else so I can tell them about themselves. No, it's been applied, Jack. This has been tested <clears throat> on me. Tested, man. We didn't get it picked ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, It's still a work in progress. You know, it's constantly, and that's And that's the thing about it. That's the one thing about, you know, what we're talking about right now, about putting these things actually into, into play and actually doing it. Uh, in our lives is that the more you do it, what kind of starts to happen is that you can get into a place of saying, all right, I got it. And then if you say you got it, you can start to get complacent. And then you can just start to get out. You can start to get into a routine now that you don't do it. And then before you know it, you right back down that rabbit hole again. It's happened to me before, man. It's happened to me a couple of times. I get complacent, man, I got it, I'm good. I'm on a good routine right now. Then I stopped doing it for one or two days before I know it, boom, I'm back. I'm back down that rabbit hole um, that I did not have any intentions on being back down, but because I got complacent. Uh, um, now I think there's something to say about how you start your morning off, man. The more, for me, Court gave y'all his rundown in the morning. Man, my morning is quiet. I used to get up for everybody else, get up in the house by 4.30. Some mornings is 4.45, sometimes about five o'clock and I'm up and I give reverence. I That's when I go into my scripture time and my prayer time. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I go work out. And usually, depending on when I'm working out, for the most part, there's never no music. I just sit in the dark in the garage. Now y'all may call it a little bang. But <laughs> <laughs> me sit, it's something, it's something about being up early in the morning where it's peace and quiet and being able to really just take it all in and get your mind prepared for the day. Cause I don't know what's about to come, but I do know I can control my peace and the information I take in in the morning. And typically when I start my morning off like that, my response to situations is a little bit more like I'm handling from a place of, of patience and love and, and kindness rather than if I start my morning off and I'm on the phone, I get on YouTube and I start going down social media rabbit hole. I'm typically not, it's not, it's not putting me in the best spot that I personally need to be in, so. Yeah, that preparation is, is, is and that, that you getting into that habit and you constantly telling self uh, good things about self or, or if you, if you go into therapy, it's not just for when stuff going bad. You stay prepared. You always staying ready in case it does, but you you getting into a routine to where you've done the work. So if it does come up, cause we don't control 
the only entity that we control is us. We got our perspective. We got our reaction, right? That's what you control, right? Edgar said, called me the other day, yesterday. He said, man, you know what? I went to a restaurant the other day. And uh, you know what I realized, man? You don't, you don't choose your waiter, <laughs> right? You don't. You don't pick who going to come to that table and, and take care of you. But guess what you also don't pick? You don't pick how people going to approach you in the day. You don't pick where you was born at. You don't pick who you was born to, right? <clears throat> Part of the journey, though, is preparing to make sure that, okay, no matter who I encounter, no matter what I encounter, man, I've been doing the work already. So I'm not going to, I love this restaurant. I'm not going to let a waiter who having a bad day <laughs> make me have a bad day and not enjoy my meal, right? We do this naturally. We practice this, though. I'm looking at people when they come. I'm an empath. I feel you, right? Egan had some waiters before who wasn't having the best day. Probably pissed off 20, 30 people before they got to him and ended up getting a big tip from him because he approached them a certain kind of way because he had prepared himself for the day. And they thank him for it afterwards because he turned their whole mood around. I done done it, right? <clears throat> he didn't choose them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't choose how, when you're going to work, how Gus going to be in the morning. You don't get to control it, but you control how you're going to be. And you control how you're going to react to him. It's just in case, hey, man, I done had wrecks before. I caught flat tires. I had to spend, last Christmas, I had to spend $4,000 on my truck at Christmas time, along with everything else I had to spend. And the dude, I had spent so much money, the guy at the, at the place apologized to me. He said, man, I hate you had to spend this much money. I apologize for it being so much this close to Christmas. <laughs> I told him, what you apologizing for, man? I'm, I'm happy. One, I had it to do it, right? For two, I got a truck to be worked on. But I, be, I prepare my mind like that all the time anyway. I don't look at them as problems. I look at them as privileges, right? I don't look at it as a challenge. I look at it as a chance. That's just how I've been. It's been years and years and years of doing it. So when it hits me, I get in the wreck. First thing I'm going to do is go pull out insurance information because I've been paying for insurance for years. <laughs> Just in case, what? We have a rent. You pay that insurance every month. Most of y'all is automatic. It's automatically drafted. You don't have no rent every month. You don't have no rent every day, but you you there prepared just in case. Yeah, you got a life insurance policy. How many times you done died? <clears throat> that damn time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but it's there and we're paying on it. But when it happens down the road, that's that's called preparation. We like to prepare for everything else except our mental makeup, right? We like to uh, form habits for everything else except mental makeup. And mental makeup is the most important part of you. It's the most important part. Also, mental health month. <clears throat> Shout out to all the mental health professionals out there. Shout out to all the people who've... Uh, who said, hey, man, you know what? I need help, and I'm going to do it, even though the culture, <laughs> our culture say that ain't cool, <clears throat> right? You crazy. Shout out to y'all for, for, you know, <clears throat> seeking the help y'all need. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and it don't always have to be therapists. It's so much. 
I'm not gonna really just dive into all it because that'd be a whole nother episode. But shout out to all of y'all because it's it's uh it's big because we do have to go against our culture and how we were raised when we decide that hey man, you know, I'm gonna go talk to somebody. And and going back to what I just said, <laughs> you don't have to be going to talk to somebody just when something bad. It's about forming the habit, getting the tools in case it does come along. Right. Elga, you ride with a jack in your truck, don't you? Yeah. All your vehicles now. Probably, right? I know because I <laughs> I got several jacks. Cause Bo taught me that. Don't have I don't have no flat all the time, but I hate using the jack to come in the cars. They just real inconvenient. And daddy told him, boy, I would keep you a jack with you. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? That's all you your therapist, us telling you about these routines we're doing. It's keeping you a jack with you, just in case, you know. <laughs> it's you feel a lot better when you have a flat now, don't you? When you got that jack with you, oh man, you be excited about getting to use your jack. Man, I'm finna pull my jack out. You ain't worried about no flat. I got me a tie. I'm finna pull it. I'm finna get to use my jack. Been waiting on something like this. My my stepdaughter ride with a jump box in her car. A battery don't fail every day, but just in case that baby charged and ready to go, <clears throat> ain't got to ask nobody for no jumper cable. We just fire it on up and, and get it done. That's what it's for. So you need to have that same stuff for the mental too. Uh, and again, big shout out to all the, all the mental health professionals, everybody who's taking the time to get help, man. I salute y'all for real because that's big and our and our especially in our culture, that's that's a big thing. So salute to y'all. It's the lit code. <laughs> we'll see y'all later.